Church, and I'm just so glad you're here with us tonight, and I pray that throughout this little panel, we're all helped in, in some way, and so I'm going to invite our panelists up to help us with mates and dates, so the married couple we have tonight, uh, we have Jordan and Courtney Meads, come on up here, Jordan, then we've got Alex Fitch, who's going to come on up and help us, we have Keegan and Courtney and Sam Burns, so can we welcome these guys up? to the stage and grab a seat and grab a microphone. It's Keegan and Katie. No, Keegan and Courtney. That's a Did bit I awkward. Say Keegan and Courtney. <laughs> Keegan and Kate, Katie. Katie and Keegan. Sam Byrne, Burnsy. Yes. All right. So just to, just to work, what, what we've got here is we've got a mixture. So let's start over here. Guys, how long have you been married? Okay, that's all right. Then we'll just get that sorted out because everyone's going to get turned on, so to speak. Already going there. <laughs> Okay, it's already started to speak just with the microphones. Okay, this could be that's a great start, isn't it? Okay, how long have you guys been married? Uh, four years. Four years. Okay, excellent, excellent. And you guys, Katie, we heard from you earlier. You're engaged. Yeah. Okay. And wh- how long have you been going out? Um, just over two years now. Over yeah. two years. There we go. And got engaged how long ago? Uh, six months ago, I think. Yeah. Well, t- yeah. Tell us about the engagement moment. Did he surprise you? Oh, yes. It was a really big surprise. It was my birthday, actually. Yes. So he'd been really smart and kind of like throwing hints that it was going to happen on our second year anniversary uh, and completely surprised yes. me. Yeah, like um, we were going for a picnic and fully like had showered me with gifts like in the morning. Then we went for um, a picnic by the ocean and um, he pretended to set up a camera to take photos of us just for my birthday nice. <laughs> and ended up like proposing to me and um, getting the whole thing on video. So it was, it was so awesome. Yeah, Brilliant. I was very surprised. Brilliant. So did you ask her dad? I did. Very good yes. tip there, young man. Ask dad beforehand. Yeah. Make sure, though, that you tell him that you haven't asked yet. Because when I asked Danielle's dad, he almost went upstairs and said, this is such great news. And I'm like, I haven't <laughs> asked it yet. I'm asking you first. <laughs> All right. So, okay. So, and getting married? In August. In August? Not yes. that far away. Very Less than three months. Whoa. Very exciting. Okay. Sam Burnt. <laughs> yeah. Tell us a little bit about yourself. I've been for a while now. <laughs> yes. Okay. Excellent. Excellent. We love you, Sam. <laughs> And uh, one of my favorite hobbies is, um, <laughs> it's actually, well, one of my interests is if I'm having a, an event that I need to dress up or like a wedding, yes. I will wear the same gray jacket <laughs> every time. Yes. Okay. Great. And, uh, I think Sam looks nice. great in a gray jacket. Yes. Okay. Okay. Two guys. That's awesome. That's yeah. a great vote for tonight. Woo. Well done. Good answer, Matt. Matt. Okay. Thank you, Sam. And Thanks. you're at uni, Sam? I am. Fourth year. Doing and psychology. S- studying psychology. Yeah. So you'll be analyzing everybody here tonight. You can give a little review <laughs> later on. Yeah. Fantastic. Get Alex. Questionnaire later. <laughs> Alex. Alex is our PA. We love Alex. Yeah. She's part of the family. Yeah. How long have you been coming to church here, Alex? Seven years. Seven, seven years. years. Yeah. No way. And how old are you? I'm 24. You're 24. So 24. since you were seven. 17, you've been coming along here. 18. Since you're 18? 18, I think. How's my math? No, 17. No, no, no. I was going to say. (laughs) My math is bad, sorry. All right, fantastic. Look, let's let's just start by by talking friendships, okay, mates? Uh, I want to ask, in terms of building friendships and and making, because friends make the world go round, what's some things that you're looking for in a friendship? Give me me some thoughts, guys. Uh, I would say, first of all, genuineness or authenticity. Okay. Because I want to know straight away that that person is, um, I guess, who they say they are. Like, you know, if they say something, they're going to follow through. Right. And if they do it, they'll do that kind of thing. Because then when times, gets t- times get tough yep. 
and you're back against the wall, they're the kind of people that are going to come beside Very you. Good. And that gonna build that's gonna build long term consistency and um, yeah, authenticity I would say. Authenticity, I like that. Yeah. Awesome. What else are we looking for in friends? I think fun. I yep. think people that you can have fun with, have a laugh with, I think is really important. I think boring friends aren't the best Down friends. Downward so. boring friends. <laughs> Downward okay. boring friends, yeah. Okay. Friends that you can have a laugh with and relax with and be yourself with, I guess. Like okay. just be your true self with. Nice. Yeah. Jordy, you're a football player. And in football world or in a lot of sporting world, there can be the bravado of mates, but then that can be very different to true friends. How do you distinguish between someone who's a mate, you know, like a just come and go mate, and someone who's a true friend? Yeah, it's a really good one. I guess um, prior to three years ago, I probably couldn't answer that question because oh. everyone I knew was a, was a rugby league player. And <laughs> I guess when, you, um, when I first came to church, I was... I felt so convicted and I was like, hey, um, when I'm around these guys, I, I feel so different and I speak so different. That's not who I really am, you know. So oh, I feel as if sometimes when you're in that situation, I, I felt I was like, cool, I'm going to stop hanging around with these guys and, hey, these are not really my kind of people anymore. And then I felt convicted again and God was like, hey, you probably shouldn't do that, you know. So I guess the big thing for me was being like, hey, I'm not going to go there and be a part of the crew. I'm going to go there and be a difference in the crew, you know. So nice. it's a... Uh, so, Real friendship, do they have my best interests at heart? Absolutely they do, but they have my best interests at heart in the only way that they know how. Right, yeah. okay. That's a good definition. A, a true friend is someone who's actually got your best interest in heart. Yeah. That's, that's excellent. I think as well, like, you have, like, seasonal friends as well. So, like, you have those friends that you go through life with and they might be really close with you at one stage and yeah. then, like, throughout seasons change, um, different things come about. And um, you might not be as close with them, but just being okay with that as well. Right. You know, that's yeah. really cool. That's cool. What about you? Um, I think, like, Eddie? for me personally, someone that you can laugh and cry with, like, someone that you can be real with and actually open up and share, like, what's going on in your world. Right. Like, confide in that trust, I yep. think. Like, having that safe zone of, like, oh, we're friends, I trust that whatever I say to you, like, you know, you're there for me. Like, it's going to be in the vault. Yeah, in the vault, nice. yeah. Now, so. Tell me, do you find that that happens mostly one-on-one -on -one or more with a, a setting of people? I think one-on-one, -on -one, one yeah. On one. yeah. Yeah. I found for me, like, the really solid friendships that I've built, like, I've been in those one-on-one -on -one moments where you feel like, oh, no one's around, like, I can open up, I right. can share, like, yeah. how I'm feeling right yeah. now, like, what's really going on in my world instead of kind of surface level. Um, yeah, I'm having a great week, like, oh, this was really right. awesome, you know, right. like, actually, like, wow, this is going on in my world, like, Okay, that's real. cool. So, okay, so for people out there who maybe don't have friends like that, because I think you're blessed if you've even just got a few friends like yeah. that who yeah. genuinely yeah. you yeah. can go deep with, with and, and share and talk with and so how do you find friends like that well it definitely takes time and but I think like honestly just showing up here right um for me like moving I moved from the other side of the world like came here had no friends and like the one thing that really did build like solid relationships was just showing up like time and time again right. like getting to know and investing yeah. like into people just getting to know them because you're not going to know like you know yeah. until you actually spend time like right. if you have those kind of common grounds or like you know um, yeah okay taking those risks what about you Alex how do you build friendships yeah. with like I deep think friendships 
I think it's being able to like know that you're going in the same direction, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think your relationship with God really helps you with your friends. So there's that scripture that says iron sharpens iron. Right. So I think to have a really deep friend that you can trust, you have to be able to trust like your heart with them. Yeah. So I think um, the best place to discover like someone like that would be in church and through right. serving. I know I found so many of my friends, my like inner circle friends that yes. I can share. Like, I like that phrase, inner yeah, circle. My cool. inner circle. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, I've found through serving, through doing internship or youth or, you know, just being here in church, serving alongside people, it really shows people's, like, nature and character. And, Very cool. Yeah. Very cool. Okay, Sam, what would you say then if, if we've got all ages of people out here, but talk to some younger people who are like, okay, I've, I've, um, I've got acquaintances and people I have fun with, but I'd like to start to learn to develop some deeper friendships. What would you say? Uh, I would say, obviously, put in the time and effort because nothing is going to grow if you don't put in the time and invest that. Right. So that has to be a two-way street. Right. So you want to get to know them, but then make yourself vulnerable so that they have stuff to know about you. Yeah. Right. So there's that two-way street. Yeah. Um, something really practical is that remember something from your last conversation that you can bring up in the next conversation. Right. So, so like if they're promotion, job, or whatever, because right. that shows, number one, that you're listening, and number two, that you actually care for them. Nice. And so that's building that relationship and, and really investing into that person. Yeah. So. Very good. Courtney, what about you? What You've got a great circle of friends. What, what, what has been a key to you to develop good friendships? Um, I know you're sitting beside one, so that's, yeah. that's beautiful. <laughs> um, well, I didn't get saved. Yeah, which, which one's your best friend, Courtney? Which one's your best friend? McWisely. <laughs> <laughs> Um, no, I didn't get saved until I was about 23. So I think for me, like, I met so, I had such strong friendships when I started coming to church. Right. And, like, I had a really strong group of friends from, like, my upbringing yeah. up until I got awesome. saved who yep. were like, what? You joined a cult? Like, this is so weird. Right. You know? So for me, but honestly, the friendships that I've made since coming to church yes. have been, like, they are completely different to those other friendships. Right. Like, before when you said surface-level friendships, I was mm-hmm. like, that is actually so true where, yeah. you know, the relationships, like, when I've got issues and Alex will say, let's pray about it, it's right. like, it's just so different, you know, like, yeah. that, yeah, just really blessed. Can I add to, like, yeah. I you, you don't even know, like, who's going to be who in the future, because I remember, like, six Very years good. ago, I met a guy out there, and his name was AJ, and, like, we just, like, we were kind of friends. Little did I know, like, six years later, he's going to be my best man at my wedding. So you just don't know, like, who you're speaking to at church, what friendships you're going to form. It's a really powerful thing. Wow. And you can probably, I I would, you know, you can probably go too deep too quickly and scare people off too, I would imagine. So, you know, it's not like you've got the, I'm looking for my best friend radar on. So how are you really feeling tonight? I know we just met last week, but what's the deepest fear in your heart? Probably a little earlier to go there. So, so how, how do you, you know, in, ter- in terms of that, what, what would be some things that, that you guys would say, okay, uh, we're, you know, you're talking, we're going to find them here. What about groups, connect groups, small groups? Is that where you've found deeper friendships? Better connections? Yeah, definitely. I think, like, there's church and then there's connect groups. So small groups where you're with people that are, like, either your age or doing things that you like to do, whether it's, like, going bowling or something like that, and you get to see, like, who people really are and right. you get to interact with them but not, like, that one-on-one sort right. of thing where it's, like, too deep, too fast, but you can have those surface-level conversations, get them out of the way, and then, you know... Right. you've established that friendship and have fun as well and have fun yeah. that's have very fun. cool yeah. let me ask you guys this have any of you ever had to to make the decision that 
I've got a friend who's actually dragging me down and I've sort of had to not necessarily just ditch them but just make some shifts with the amount of time I spend with different people. Have any of you had that experience? Yeah. Go, Alex. Yeah. Um, I've had a few. I guess, like, I came to church when I was 17. Yes. Um, so I had friends before um, through high school and stuff that I was really close with. Um, and even through church, I've had a few friends that, you know, I've had to kind of let go of. And I think... It's, it's a hard thing because it's like, oh, I love these people and it's like the faith thing comes in as well. It's like, oh, you know, I want to be like Jesus to these people yeah. and I want to show love on them and stuff like that, but they're actually making me feel really quite bad right. or they're make, taking me down a path that I don't really want to go down. So it's definitely like limiting the time that you have with them and limiting how much they can speak over your life. So it's like limiting those like depth, like in-depth conversations right. and just really quite keeping it surface level. So it's like you're still hanging out with them, you're still showing right. love not to them. them not ditching them, yeah, exactly. Not ditching them, still showing love, but limiting time and deep starting conversations. Starting to guard your heart. Yeah, you guarding your heart, yeah. And to add on that as well, Alex, I think that um, I, for me, I probably haven't ditched friends as such, but it's more like I've ditched the environment that we were hanging in yeah. before. Okay, so very good. I think that can have such a significant change on friendships if it's yeah. like, hey, yeah. let's meet at the pub and you're gambling and you're drinking and all that kind of stuff, but yeah. it's, it's changing that. And then you see a whole different side of people when you're actually sitting down over having a coffee or going to watch a football game where you're having those genuine conversations. Very good, very good. Anyone else have to make some changes? Yeah, I mean, like, when I first started coming to church, I obviously wasn't super strong in my faith. So, like, um, what he adding to what he said, like, I'd always find myself in them environments again, and they'd always, like, I'd be tempted with the same thing that I didn't want to do before. Right. And um, so I slowly, obviously, growing in my walk with God, I didn't want to spend time with those people as much because they were kind of just doing the same thing, and I was kind of like... Yeah. moving forward and so yeah you, sometimes you have to let those friendships go but you realize then sometimes those friendships weren't even really deep anyway they were oh. just kind of totally. you just probably just had a common interest in getting wasted or something really and that's what your friendship yeah. was it might not have always been the case but like right. um right. like plenty of people would say that and, it's, and then yeah. actually when tough times hit it's like oh those friends aren't around anymore right. they were just using me for a good time that's the story of the prodigal son in the bible when he had money Everyone was attracted to him because yeah. he was going to give them a good time. As soon as he ran out of money, the friends went, and suddenly he realized they weren't yeah. really friends. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. Sam, you looked like you were going to say something. I was just going to say that's an interesting link with the environment and the friends, that their friendship level with you was based on the environment and that their wow. status was actually based around the environment and that yeah. by themselves they were quite good people. Mm. Yeah. But as soon as they're with other people... yeah. They yeah. turn into someone else, which is why I think being in this environment is so good because yeah. we're constantly yeah. in an environment where we're growing and iron yeah. sharpens iron. Yeah. So yeah. It's just good. A, Very good. Good yeah. thoughts. And obviously, girls, to, to make some new friendships, if you're new, Activate is going to be a great opportunity yeah. to do that, right? Yeah. To get along. So just, 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 just tell me about this because it, when you're new, okay, or not even necessarily new, uh, but you just feel like the church is so big and I don't know many people and it's kind of can be nerve-wracking to, to go along to a small group or a conference where you don't know any, anyone. T talk a little bit about that, your first experience of going out of your comfort zone into a small group or something like that. Who would... Um, yeah, that was a massive thing for me, actually, because I did. I came into this church and everything just seemed so big. I'd never really been fully planted like mm -hmm. in a church before. Mm -hmm. So coming in, it's like everyone knows everyone and we're one big family. You can so feel like, like that, but it's yeah, not true. But it's not true. And I think that was like such a key moment was getting invited like to a small group, right. which was so amazing for me because it was super scary. But like I know Beck 
Selena. She um, actually like invited me along, and she came and picked me up, and like Amazing. I came in, and it was just completely not what I thought it was. Mm. Like it was girls that were just genuinely there to encourage one another, right. to build each other up, and yep. and like yeah, it was in those moments, like those smaller groups where we're having conversations that we really did get to know each other, and like um, a friend they have now, Chantel, like we were both in that group, right. and like you know, years later we're like still really strong friends, Very and good. which is really cool. So yeah, definitely does it's just a safe environment that you can go to and it does make a difference in those intimate moments like, it's very yeah. good I'll just to encourage people that sometimes when if you're new to church or if you've come out of an environment of friends who maybe pull you down a little bit you can go through what I call a lonely season but if you can get through it you'll find the other side of, of sort of I've lost the old group of friends and they haven't quite have made the new group of friends that's quite a vulnerable period of time but if you persist and put yourself out of your comfort zone get into things that that really it's like oh but I don't like going where I don't know anybody but if you just keep doing it yeah. you'll find that God will reward that yeah. those yeah. steps yeah. of faith and, and yeah. give you some I'm now 47 and a few of the I know I know I look like I'm 38 <laughs> but thank you uh, but some of the closest friends I, I've had in my life actually started you know and they've all been found in the journey of church and common purpose yeah. And just keeping on saying, okay, God, I'm going to serve you. And I'm going to believe that in the process of that, you're going to connect people to me. So that would be... Okay, let's change tax. We've talked about mates. Let's talk a little bit about dates. Um, the, the, the big question here, Sam, do you have a list of what you're looking for in a girl? I was getting ready to leave the stage. Uh, a list? Yes. You do? How I long do. is the list? Does uh, sub... Points count. The sub points count. Wow, that's awesome. Uh, okay, okay. Uh, four main ones. Okay. And it was actually um, Pastor Jeremy helped me with okay. this. Okay, shape your. So can can you five. share them with us, or are they pers- too personal? Yeah, no, I, I guess I can. Okay, awesome. Uh, and if you feel so, like you meet the criteria, no, no, just uh, just just mucking with you, just mucking with you. And so, um, the first point is obviously uh, love God. Yes. Second one is going in the same direction. Yes. The third one, someone that I can talk to, because mm-hmm. um, obviously when you're married, you talk a lot. You need to talk, yeah. <laughs> and uh, and the talk. fourth one yep. is that you find them attractive. Nice. Very good. Very so good. Four I like it. Keegan, did you have a list? Uh, I didn't like have like a written down list, yep. but I kind of had like a mental list of kind of what I'd be looking for. Yeah. Um, and she's got brown hair. <laughs> okay, what would be a couple of things that you were you were looking for? That... Christian, obviously. Yeah, um, that's good. But also somebody who could, I guess, um, not afraid to dream big or think big or mm-hmm. live a life of faith and um, moving forward and somebody who I could be myself around. And I didn't so that's have to, a great point. I didn't have to try and be anybody else. Great. I didn't want to be anyway, like because I didn't want to. I didn't want somebody else falling in love with somebody who I wasn't. So I just wanted to be myself. Exactly. And hopefully she liked it. She did. Too, many, too many people yeah. wake up on their wed- after their wedding day and go, who are you? Yeah. Like, seriously, you put, you've been like yeah. this and then, yeah. oh, okay, all right. So then you've got to work it all out again. What about you, Katie? 
I did have a list. You had a list. Yeah, I had you a, had a written, written down, down list. list. I Excellent. did. And it was actually after hearing like you, Pastor John, speak on lists. And mm-hmm. I never thought of like having a list, to be honest. I thought it was like more of a, oh, yeah, I want him to be tall. And right. like, you know, like more of a... Superficial um, stuff. Yeah, superficial. Right. Okay. Yeah. And so I like, heard you speak on that and it really like changed my perspective on this. So I did write a list down and it was like, it was a lot of characteristic, like, you know, character things. So right. Um, love God and yep. like want to grow in God as well, like not just stay like How in the same place. How good is that? Place. Someone who wants yeah. to grow. That's um, awesome. And also just character things. So like honest, you know, yes. like, um, you know, integrity levels, like trustworthy and all those kinds of things. Um, respectful. And um, yeah, like Keegan said, like someone who wants to dream big is supportive of my dreams, like, you know, and um being myself around someone was like number one, someone yep. that I felt comfortable with, that right. I could laugh and do life with. So, so did you guys like, my... okay, how did, before you went out, just the two of you together, how did you hang out? Was it after church, going to different places? How did you work out that you could be comfortable with one another? Well, do you want to go? <laughs> yeah, okay. Um, so we were serving a lot, like, um, in church. So we is kind of... Sure it is again? I know, serving. That's <laughs> the key, guys. So, um, no, but we were... We kind of, like, had, had conversations, like, in amongst church, like, with everyone else. And um, then we started serving together. So yeah. I started doing internship. And Keegan was just serving, like, as a voluntary staff member. And right. um, our desks were, like, next to each other. Hey, nice. <laughs> so, like, yeah, gradually over time, we just had, like, conversations yeah. here and there. Yeah. And, um, yeah, like, I guess we just we just felt like... I, I got you yeah. on Snapchat, and so I sent her, like, <laughs> like <laughs> let's be real. Yeah, we <laughs> did. Okay. But, like, just because I was too scared to ask for her number, like, ah, so it's, like, social media, ah, you know, like, let's get there. Brilliant. And, um... When, when, did yeah. you, when did you go, oh, I'd like to go out with that girl? Um, I guess after talking, I guess, around church a lot, and then um, I thought one day, like, hey, it's a really nice sunny day, I might just see if she wants to come to the beach, and so she said yes, which I'm stoked about, and no turning back, no yeah. turning back, love it, all right, all right, Jordan, Courtney, let's come over to you guys. Yeah, there was no Snapchat no, no, when no. we started dating, so I'm like, we had like Nokia. The- I'm actually feeling <laughs> awful with those lists, I think they're great lists, but... I didn't have a lot of money at the time, so I was kind of just, if she'd be satisfied with a date under $50, then... Okay, there we go, there we go. Now, you guys weren't Christians when you connected, no, right? Okay, no, we so we're not going to use your connection story as no. an example for everybody. I wouldn't okay. If I had my time again, that would be the case. Yes, absolutely, okay. So let, let's, let's go then. You come into church, you're living together. It's been pretty tumultuous, your relationship, would you say that? Yeah, definitely. Okay. And, and, I don't know and, what that means. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it means that. Okay, it was pretty up and down, a bit of a roller coaster. Would that be, was that right? Yes, Okay, yeah. sorry. <laughs> sorry, Courtney. All right. So when you both came to church here and began to connect with God, okay, what, what began to happen in your relationship? The people that we met, like, everyone just loved on us. Like, we just right. started straight away going to Alpha and Connect groups. Yep. And no one said to, like, the people, I thought that everyone would be quite judgy towards right. us that we were living together. What are you guys together. doing living together sort of thing? Yeah, and no one was. like. Awesome. But we pretty quickly felt like God saying, like, we knew it wasn't right. So we decided to move out. We both moved into separate flats that we found on Gumtree. And, um, okay, so how long had you lived together? Like three years. Three You'd lived yeah. together for We'd three years. We'd lived in different countries years. together. We'd done wow. Together. And so suddenly yeah. you're like feeling the Holy Spirit. 
Uh-huh. It's conviction to say this is actually not the way I want you to do it. Yeah. But no one told you that. I think no, God no God knew that the key for our salvation, well, one of them was obviously to restore our marriage. So that was probably one of the first things that come to us is, hey, let's move out and let's honor God. And then hopefully this will all sort out, you know, and yeah. he's honored us heaps. But I guess when you've been living yeah. with each other for so long, yeah. you don't really know what you've got till it's gone. Uh-huh. And... Um, and yeah, so we had to change our lifestyle a little bit and yeah, leave that yeah. to your imagination. Yeah. But and yeah. we had to be pretty strict because, because we had always had sex right. and then we stopped. So like for us, the boundaries had always, like there were never boundaries. Right, like, so for us... You can't, we can only talk on the phone, right? <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> just like Not that. even that, I don't think. <laughs> that, like, honestly, I think to, to me, that, <laughs> that is, thank you, Jordan, that is so powerful. <laughs> um, that you actually made those choices, okay, because it then provided a, a great platform for your future relationship. I, I, like, I, I salute you when you when you feel that, because often God's way is the higher way, not necessarily the easier way. But and if you want to do it, if you want God's yeah. blessing, you got to do it God's way. So to move out, and I know lots of couples in our church have done this, and it felt that sometimes they move into separate bedrooms, sometimes at separate places, but before they get married. Well done. So how long was that for? You know? I think that was our biggest blessing. I think it was 18 months. And- no, it was less. Was it, it was less. Was you it? proposed after like six months of us not living together. And- no, but all together. All together until <laughs> And we then we got married. Got married. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It so been 18, 18 months, months. separate. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. But it set the strongest foundation for our marriage because I know wow. that if we had got married prior to us moving out, we would no longer be married. Yeah. Wow. Is that right? Do you, do you think that too, Courtney? Oh, absolutely. Like, God blessed us so much. It was hard, especially for Jordan, like, right. as a guy. Like, it, yeah. seriously, like, honestly, it yeah. was. And, um, you were fine with it, right? Yeah, it was great. Finally, some peace. Now the truth comes out, hey. <laughs> My room was so tiny, though. <laughs> but then, um, like, leading up to our wedding, like, yeah. we just got blessed in so many ways. Like, awesome. it was just, it was probably, it was such a nice season for us. And then, Good on. Um, you guys. Yeah. Okay, come on. You guys are engaged. Yes. How are you going with your boundaries? What's your kind of rules? <laughs> no pressure. Katie, you can start. <laughs> um, well, yeah, we had, like, the conversation when we were dating of, like, what's our boundaries going to be? And, yep. like, we were really clear with them. So, awesome. for example, like, you know, thinking about where we're spending time together. Like, we're not hanging out in each other's bedrooms. Like, nice. things like that. Um, we spend a lot of time, like, at my house where like there's always family around there's right. people around and yeah. um so i'd say like there some really key That's ones good. for us we also have like a little curfew yep. <laughs> so Smart. um we don't actually hang out past like 10 at, like p.m right. and it usually is like 9 p.m but that's like our like it's 10 like yeah Bad things Go. happen after yeah. 10 o'clock right that's yeah. just the way it works okay so that's some of them yeah, yeah. Do you keegan yeah, um, well, that's basically it. We t- spoke about it, and yeah. like we said, we want to honor God in our relationship, yeah. and yeah. Um, it's going awesome. Good. <laughs> so, and of course it will. You guys are awesome. So proud of you for that. It's very, awesome. very cool. Okay, let me come back over. Actually, I'm going to come over to you, Alex, for a moment, yes. okay? Because I know you shared publicly um, at, different, uh, at different points a little bit of your journey yeah. as you got into quite a destructive relationship yeah. as a young teenager. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, um, I guess I was 15, he was 18, mm-hmm. um, and we dated for about two years um, unsaved. Um, mm-hmm. Both of us were quite broken and hurt, um, and I guess we just kind of 
fell straight into like a sexual relationship really quickly um, and then that's all it was and then he kind of turned out to be someone that I didn't really expect Um, he became quite controlling and abusive and everything like that so I think for me it was like this person says he loves me but and I don't want to leave him because no one else is going to love me so I have to sit here and put up with this Wow! so your view of yourself at that point kept you in that relationship oh yeah my view of myself was terrible like he was the only person that was going to love me and I like he was a terrible person so that kind of shows where my self-worth was at yeah yeah. Yeah. okay so tell us for people how, how do you recognize what a potential destructive relationship is or if I'm in one give us some thoughts about that yeah, I think um, I think if it changes who you are, I think if you if you've got like these set morals and everything like that, and it starts to change who you are, um, I think that's a sign. I yeah. think um, I think for me it was I'm quite a like controlling. I like to be in control, but he was actually in control, so I kind of just submitted to that and. Um, that really changed who I was. Um, I think I was really mindful of how I acted, how I talked, you know, is this going to be offensive to him? Is he going to get right. angry? So you're kind of um, on eggshells a bit yeah. in a relationship? Yeah, I was on eggshells all the time and it was just doing things. I would always try and do things to make sure that he loved me. I'm like, oh, if wow. I do this, he'll love me. If I do this, wow. he'll love me and just try and maintain that love. Wow. Um, whether just instead of him just loving me for me, it was, right. okay, if I do this, he'll love me. Which. Wow. The sexual thing, obviously. Yep. Yeah. Wow. And so what about family? Did, did you stay connected to all your family and friends? Or? No, no. Um, right. My parents hated him. Right. Um, they still hate him. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, no, so it really caused a big rift between my right. parents and I. Um, obviously, yeah. you know, growing up um, with, like, a Christian background, yeah. um, like, I would stay at his house and would sneak over, and my parents were so unhappy about that. Yeah. Um, and then I literally lost all my friends. My friends just wow. hated him. And that's, like, that's a real key as well. Like, yep. if you have people in your life that love you and are your friends before the person comes into your life and then they start to say hey I don't like what this guy's doing or this girl's doing and you know they're kind of speaking into that yeah that's kind of a sign hey this is probably not a good good. relationship to be in yeah it's so important so I literally by the end of the relationship only had my parents and my sister wow that's it yeah so you've you've won them back now and you have transformed and I mean your your self-image has obviously been Radically changed. Oh yeah, totally. Through God's radically. love. Yeah. And the, you're, you're, Only through, through God, seriously. Like awesome. completely transformed. That's awesome. Yeah. Okay, let, let me go just for a few more minutes with you guys in terms of okay, you, you get married, and you, you you know you're starting to do it God's way, um, but then there was some rocky times early on in, in your marriage as well. Tell us a little bit about that. I think probably the biggest mistake that we made, things are great now, but I think the biggest mistake that we made is we weren't wise with where we were planted. And I think we come in here and everything was great and uh, <laughs> our marriage was blossoming and we were, we were super involved and we were growing as people. And then obviously got the opportunity to go overseas and, and as you do when you're young and play rugby league and all that kind of stuff. And I think being out of that environment where you've got and this refers back to, to the mates. You, you don't have people that are holding you accountable, people that are having those conversations that need to be had. And you always then you can start getting the mindset of, hey, just this one time, just this one time. Right. Yeah. And then you start to sacrifice on your core beliefs and right. who, what you form as a marriage, and then it all crumbles. So mm-hmm. um, 
we knew that something had to change and we decided to move back. But So, so you moved overseas, we to, moved overseas. to England? To yeah. England. Jordan okay. got offered a contract just before our wedding and we, like, straight after our honeymoon we got back and Jordan said, how quickly could you move to England? And I was like, oh, six months. And he was like, we're going in three weeks. Okay. So we literally left straight after our wedding. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it was crazy. And, and then, so, you, then yeah. so you're away from all of your support, yeah. all of what's kind of started to get you And Satan just is so, like, it happens so quickly that, right. like, you know. So quickly. I remember the third week. We had, we probably, I knew how important church was, so I don't think we, Missed a, a weekend and, and probably a year when we were here. And I remember the third week I was in England, there was a um, there was an event on the, the club that wasn't important. And I said, cool, hey, this one, I'll miss this one. And Courtney was like, okay, cool, you missed this one, blah, blah, we'll go next week. Yep, awesome. Two weeks later, oh, I just missed this one again. And before I knew it, I was probably going to church once a, once a month, you know. And yeah. I was going on my own, and I was just comparing it to this church, and I was like, oh, I just didn't make the friendships. That's why the right. friendships are so important. Yeah. And it's just, yeah, yeah, it just fell apart. And so you found yourselves drifting apart. Yeah. definitely. And came back hanging on by tatters. Barely. Yeah, barely. Okay, so, so what did you do then? Because there'll be people here at different seasons. Everyone goes through tough seasons or whatever. What did, what did you do, you know, practically to start to get your marriage back on track? I, th- I think we referred back to our foundation. We're like, cool. Hey, what made us the married couple that we were when we first were married? And I, it probably was a little bit of soul searching there. And I was yep. kind of like, hey, who was I hanging around with? So I probably surrounded myself with a good, with around better people. And I think Courtney will speak to this in a second. But the counsel that we got from um, from Peter and Ainsley Walsh, who are the, the what they called the marriage yep. coaches here yep. at um, at C three, are unbelievable and. And the principles that they kind of helped us to implement in our marriage awesome. made us stronger than what it was when we first got married. Awesome. Give, give us a couple of things that you learnt and changed, Courtney. Um, well, they made us do like a personality profile, these flag pages before you go. So yes. as soon as we got there, Peter was like, I can instantly see where conflict would come up between you two just from reading your profile. Right. Because you're so different? Yeah. Yeah. Complete opposite. So... Um, and, um, Which is often what happens, right? Yeah. Often uh, opposites attract, and then opposites attack. Yes, and that's, that's exactly what we're doing. Often what happens. <laughs> and Peter he, and Ainsley are amazing, and they just we went for about six months. And someone from church, I think it was Pastor Josh, referred us, um, gave us his number, and um, yeah, they, I mean that's just the best thing. We wouldn't be married now if we didn't go to. Church. So, what's one thing you've changed, Jordan, to be a better husband? <laughs> yeah. Or should I ask Courtney what he said? To, to be honest, the biggest thing that I've changed is to take my marriage seriously, but not myself. And why I say that is because I've always, I've always lived for myself and been like, hey, this is going to make me happy, or hey, I want to be respected here, or I want to feel like this right now. Yeah. And when we were over in England, that was the case. I was so self-centered. I was like, hey, as long as I'm having fun, uh-huh. I'm having fun. So the biggest thing has been like, cool, hey, these are the principles of my marriage. As long as they are done and as long as... We're both tied into that. Then, how I feel about this situation does not matter anymore. Wow! So start to live in by principles and get out of being selfish. All right. What about you, Courtney? For you, what's one thing you've changed? Um, I think to be um, like when we're having issues, reading the Bible and reading what the Bible says about marriage for me is like a big one because I think like both of us are quite strong personalities, and I think like. 
not to be submissive, but just to respect Jordan as my husband, and that changed. I think that changed everything, eh? Like, you know, for us, our roles cool. in marriage, like the way God wants it. Very good. Yeah. So you're moving to something outside of yourselves to base yeah. it on. And you as guys, hard are, as it is. <laughs> you're now running a marriage course yourselves. Yes. Yeah, first session tomorrow night. First session tomorrow night. So you can go along. Uh, you guys live down at Aura. So if you want to see them afterwards, if you'd like to be part of it. Okay, we're going we're gonna to close with this. Each of you have made a connection with God in this church. In a, in a different way I want you just to think really quickly what when you first made that connection with God what changed for you what what did you notice in that moment as you reflect back when you invited God into your life because in a moment I'm going to give the opportunity for anyone here and you've never actually said okay I want God to be the center of my life I want to build a relationship with him what changed just in one or two words so let's go peace okay peace came into your heart yeah yeah and just yeah peace and love from God just Wow. Joy. Yeah. 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 So something, so happiness is circumstantial. Joy is something that just bubbles up inside you because God's inside. Yeah. Love it. Katie? Yeah, definitely love. I think that growing up in a Christian home, like I'd inherited like God's love, but to actually experience that for myself, like really changed my world and like just how I saw myself. Awesome. Love it. Keegan? Say forgiveness and like a a fresh start for me. I felt like I had a new beginning. Yeah, so you had a sense of guilt about your past, the mistakes yeah. you've made. And then I felt like, whew, like this is a new, like my life is going to change, it's going to be amazing. I literally felt like I was leaving the old behind and stepping into a new, a new life. It was Beautiful. a new start. Fantastic. Sam? The um, perspective for me, just taking my eyes off the current situation and yep. what I could do. Right. Putting it on God and what he can do. Beautiful. Love it, love it. Guys, can you put your hands together for our panellists tonight, mates and dates? Thank you very much. Why don't you head back to your seats? And we're going to come to a close in a moment. I want to, I want to pray right now for all of us. Wherever we are in our relationships, some of us are married, some of us have been married, some of us are single, some of us are in a a relationship of some sort. I want to pray for God's peace and His presence to come with us. Can you close your eyes? Father, I just thank you tonight that we're all learning and growing and that you want us to learn and to grow. And I ask, Holy Spirit, I know tonight that great wisdom has been shared. And Lord, in the midst of that, in the midst of the openness and vulnerability, things will be being raised in people's hearts. And so I'm asking, Holy Spirit, that you'd come and bring healing where people have felt ripped off in relationships, where people's marriage right now is not doing so good. I pray for hope to come in and the courage to take steps for the future to change. Or where people are feeling isolated and lonely and not really having any friends. And they feel the ache of that and what's missing. Father, would you come and pour your love into them? Pour your peace. And I'm asking that people would make great friends in this house. Bring your healing power. Bring your presence right now. As well, our eyes are closed. I want to ask that question that I referred to a little bit earlier. Maybe you've never invited God into your life. Maybe you're conscious, even as you've heard these guys speaking, I, I need peace. I need to feel loved. 
you know, no friendship or marriage, no matter how good it is, will actually fill the space in your life that's created for God. You're created for a relationship with God. And it doesn't matter how great your relationships are. There's a place in your heart that only God can fill. Only his love can fill. And tonight, I want to help you make the connection with him that will let his love pour into your heart and into your life. And he'll, he'll bridge the gap that every relationship will leave in your life. Maybe you're here and you're, you're conscious, like Keegan said, I need forgiveness. You're wondering if God could even forgive you of your past. Absolutely in a moment he could. There's so much love and forgiveness that he wants to put into your life. So this is what I'm going to ask us to do while every eye is closed, heads are bowed. If you're here tonight and you're saying, John, I need that relationship with God that you're talking about. In a moment, I'm going to ask you to raise your hand. And I'll see it and I'll just say, thanks so much. You can put it down. And then at the end, in a couple of minutes after that, I'm going to lead us in a prayer. And in that prayer, I'll say the words, and and all of us together will say this after me, but tonight, I want this to be your prayer. I want this, if you don't have that relationship with God, I want you to pray this prayer from your heart, because it will change everything. So right now, right in this room, if you're saying, John, that's me, I need a relationship with God, something's missing in my life, I need the forgiveness that only Jesus offers, or... I once had a relationship with him, but I've walked away, I've drifted, and he's not number one. You might be like Jordan and find yourself, you had excuses and there was excuses, and then suddenly you're just disconnected from God. You didn't mean to be, but you are, and you know tonight you need to come back. Maybe you're just not sure if when you die you're going to go to heaven. You don't have a peace about that, and a confidence or an assurance, and so I'd love to include you in this prayer. So if that's you right now, would you just raise your hand and say, that's me. I want that relationship with God that you're talking about. I want to build that connection with him right now. I want to invite Jesus into my life. If that's you, would you raise your hand and say, John, that's me tonight. I need to get right with God. I need to make that connection. I need to know that my sins are forgiven. Wherever you are right now, I I know God's love is here and he's waiting to pour into your heart. He's waiting for you to take a step towards him. The Bible says that If we take a step towards God, he takes a step towards us. Draw near to him, he'll draw near to you. And tonight is your night for things to change. Don't say another day. Say say now. Tonight's your night. Tonight's your night to connect with him. And I love you just to to have the courage right now to just say, yep, that's me. Raise your hand. Say, that's me. I want to get right with God wherever you are. All right, fantastic. Father, I pray. I know you're moving in hearts. I know you're moving in our church. We're asking tonight that each one of us will be able to connect with our friends, bring them into the house of God, that each one of us will be able to to see our friends come into the relationship that we desire for them. I ask it in Jesus' mighty name. And everybody said... Amen. Why don't we stand on our feet, guys? Give you, give these panelists another big hand. I know that's so helpful for all of us in many different ways. Katie, I'm going to hand back to you right now. God bless you.